Take on. You are sanitizing the headset. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we'll just uh, touch on entrepreneurship, business, finance, businesses that you do, okay. don't do, things you might want to do. There you go. All kinds of things. Sounds Advice good. to to a couple young guys wanting to uh, uh, make advancement. Okay. Right. How to make money. How to be better entrepreneurs. How to chase excellence in in those types of things. Phone. All right. See so where we can go from there. Got your phone. And my phone. Oh yeah. Let me make sure I turn my phone off. You don't have to worry about my phone. Oh, yeah. It's this guy over here. Like every five minutes in the podcast, we like. He's like. Uh oh. <laughs> Got to shut that down. Yeah. Oh man, it's all good. We have a good time though. Have you watched any of our podcasts? No, I haven't. You should try it. It's 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 a really good podcast, Roger. Is it, is it good? <laughs> so how do, how do you distribute it? How do you get it out there? Every everything you can think of. It's on YouTube. So we post a link to like social media sources like yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and but then it's uh, actually can be watched on YouTube. So if people want to watch, I like yeah. to watch podcasts because yeah. I like to see people's <clears throat> facial expressions yeah. when they answer. Yeah. Um, but it's also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and do like Rocket. Some there's like yeah. a dozen different podcast platforms that it distributes to. Okay, so cool. uh, pretty much wherever you find podcasts, mm-hmm. you can listen to it. All right, so it's all over the place. So don't say anything Sounds bad. Good. Don't say anything bad. I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody behind the better with Roger Smith. He's in the house. I'm in the house. Here Raj. we go. Roger is a native Coloradian. Is that how you say it? Coloradan. Colorado, yeah, but but been in Texas most of his life. Now I have been, yeah, yep. <laughs> officially, officially by Long a few time. by a few years. When did you move mm, to Texas? I moved here in 1987, so I was 26. Oh wow! So I've been oh here yeah, you've been 34 yeah, years. 34 years. Yeah, yeah, you just turned 60. Just turned 60. Should we say that on the podcast? We'll edit that. Sure. Part. We'll just bleep it no out. I was born hey. three years after he got here in Colorado. 1990. Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Native mm-hmm. Colorado. He left, I came in. Yeah, that's right. Then I followed him here. Followed him here. It's funny how people say Colorado, too, because when you're from Colorado, you don't say Colorado. Some people say Colorado. Yeah. It just sounds funny. What do you say? Colorado. 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 And I probably say it wrong now because I've been gone so long. So long, yeah. 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 This is really funny is Nikki says, Kata Rada. Kata Rada. Oh, really? <laughs> no L, just two Ds. Kata Rada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? I, I give her a hard time about it all the yeah. time. Kind I just remember up. when I was growing up, my dad was always talking about Texans and finding them up in the mountains. Hunting. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you'll know them when you see them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're breathing hard. Oh. He's like, they were get frustrated with them. Oh, we like, made fun of them all the time. Yeah. yeah. In fact, there was actually tomato wars between Texans and Colorado. Coloradans there, you know, in the day back then. I don't really? still do it or not. That's funny. Yeah, because we just didn't like them coming up there. and see them on the ski slopes and everything oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Did you like hunt them. or no? No, I really wasn't a hunter. You just like to ski? Yeah. I didn't ski much when I was a kid. Really? I just couldn't afford to go. Yeah. yeah. It's expensive. It is. The I love to ski now, stuff. though. Yeah. When was the last time you went? Last year. Really? Yeah, I try to go at least once a year, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get to go this year. Why is that? Well, my wife doesn't ski, yeah. and I usually ski with my, my daughter and son-in-law. Yeah. They're not going this year. Uh, last year, we went with Brad and Crystal. Brad and Crystal, they're not going? I'm not sure if they're sure, going or they're not. They're going to so. go. They I go to Colorado like what? Four times a yeah. year at least. It's just not very fun to ski by yourself. Yeah, That's true. For sure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. What do you like to ski? Like, are you up there or have you like gone down? He's on the bunny slopes. Stuff, like no, <laughs> I'm, I'm good with greens. Yeah. I'll do some blues. That I'll, means I'll do a few blues. Yeah, I'll do some blues, but 
I'm pretty good with greens. I'm pretty happy there. Yeah. I'm not trying to prove anything. I just enjoy going down the slopes. What yeah. is the levels? Because I'm not a skier. Green, green is, is like, like the basic. basic. It's okay. like the easiest. And then blue gets a little bit harder. And then I think there's some reds too, but I don't know who even if there's any know. reds. There's anymore. like black. Then there's black. So you go black, moguls. then double blind, double diamond. Or double diamond black. Yeah, something like that. Well, I stay away from they, those. I don't even know what they are. They I look get for the really greens. Uncomfortable. I've gone on blacks and then tried looking at du- double diamonds or double yeah. blacks or whatever, and it's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. blacks really aren't that enjoyable because there's so many moguls. Yeah, and it's yeah, hard not, to cut them. Well, I haven't mo- skied that much, so I'm not that good. What's a mogul? Like where it piles up in like balls of snow, so you're like oh. in dips and trying to Just hit everywhere. But when you get up there, it's like I mean, it's steep. Yeah. You're just having to like cut your way down the hill. Yeah, yeah. See, are, see, we haven't skied in a long time, so you know, when I was a kid, so we went about three years ago, and so pretty funny. Jenna, Jenna and I are I'm better than she is, but she's getting better. But Trey's like he likes to get on there and just go and go. just go. send it. So he went down this blue, and we hadn't really been there very long. And so we, me and Jenna both oh, got no. to this blue, and it looked like it was a straight drop-off. And we both just stopped. And we had to convince our – it took ourselves yeah. about 10 or 15 minutes oh. to convince ourselves to go down that. Uh. And we just went, went real slow, this way, this way. This <laughs> that would be nice. I yeah. love to ski, so I love to do it. But she got, we got on the wrong lift. And it took us way high. Oh, yeah. And so all yeah. she had was blues to come down, and she wasn't ready for blues. So she literally, like, scooted the whole oh, thing. It took forever. It I've been on forever. ski slopes several times. Yeah? yeah. Absolutely, Just yeah. Just not with skis. Just not with skis. Just not with Snowboard skis. or what? No, hunting. Hunting. Oh. You'll, be, you'll yeah. be up in the mountains. The next thing you know, you're like, look at your map, and you're like, what in the world is this big cleared out? Oh, yeah. I'm on a ski slope yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, no lie. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. but several times. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy looking. What is going yeah. on here? And Yeah, you're on a ski slope. Pretty pretty wild looking yeah, in the middle skiing. of. It seems like you're in the middle of nowhere, like literally. I've been crossing. You know, you're going through these mountain ranges. The next thing you know, like big wide open, wide open, wide open space. Yeah, like, what is going on? Yeah, and yeah. then you look on Onyx Maps and you see it's a ski mm-hmm. slope. I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't know you could hunt those areas. Maybe oh yeah, like a lot. Sl- and like an old oh, slope or I don't know active. I have no idea. I also well, know you would have seen the thing. You you would have seen the lifts. No lifts. No lifts there. Not yeah. a, no. I've been. This was this was last year. This last year is near near Aspen, uh, not oh. too far out mm-hmm. outside of Aspen. So there's ski yeah. slopes all over. Yeah, I mean there. I don't know how many ski slopes, but I guarantee there's probably half a dozen easily within like a 15 minute drive of downtown Aspen. I probably bet. yeah. You know, so it was all there was ski slopes everywhere. But yeah. they probably like I bet the what do they call them? Um, Slo- uh, the lifts, the lifts. Yeah. They probably could go up, and we just weren't on that side of the slope. And when it drops yeah. off, you know, yeah. who knows? Yeah, you know, uh, by foot, it's a long walk. It's a long walk, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you're like, man. Anyways, yeah. mm-hmm. pretty good stuff. So, Raj, we didn't turn you in to talk <laughs> about skiing, which is good. It's a good subject. It is it's a fun. great subject. Yeah. I would like to do it. You gotta try it. Nikki's not a, like a daredevil person, yeah. or like she doesn't like adrenaline rush stuff. Well, Patsy's not either. She went down one, one time when she was a kid, and she went to the ski lodge and drank hot chocolate. That's <laughs> that's, that's all she does. Those greens yeah. are fun though. They are. Like to start off, they that's, are. that's a lot of fun. You'll yeah. get bored eventually uh, if you like are kind of searching for a faster yeah. ride. But well, yeah. that's kind of why we struggle at like theme parks. So we went to Disney. Like uh, we loved it as a family. Nikki doesn't like the rides though, so it makes it harder on her. Yeah. So me convincing the girl once the girls like once we got them hooked. It was like party. It's crazy. Our girls picked it up that quick. Yeah. Were, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were oh, yeah. Kids do. Kids do it easy. Really? Huh. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you think it's because they lack fear, too, to a degree? Maybe. I don't Some know. Some of it? Mm-hmm. They just picked up quick, and then yeah. they went with it. It's yeah. like riding a bike. Then you go back, and you can do it again. Oh, it doesn't yeah. take much to learn again. For yeah. sure. Oh, really? 
So it's like once you obtain the skill, yeah. you, it's mm-hmm. just you quickly jump back on it. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. One of these days I want to go. Maybe this year. Should Maybe go. this year. I'd like to do it. I'll be in Colorado this year for sure. I just won't okay. be skiing. I'll yeah. be, I might be standing on the ski slope. There just won't be any snow. Well, there could be snow. You never right. know in September. Yeah. yeah. Been in September or elk hunting. There's been snow on the ground. So that was crazy two years ago. Anyways, moving on. Okay. So why are we here? We're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to talk. Raj, you've been in business for goodness, 20 plus years. Yeah. A little over 20. A little over 20 years. Yeah. Building homes, coffee shop owner. Yeah. Well, I say it's more than a coffee shop, really. Yeah, it's a we call it a coffee house eatery. Coffee house eatery. That's yeah. super fancy. He's trying yeah. to church. He's churching it up. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been do. to Brewing Bacon Lake Jackson, go have a slice of chocolate cake. But wait, there's more. Put it in the put it in the microwave for at least ten to twelve seconds. Mm-hmm. Get it a little melt on the icing. Yep. So it is. Good. It might be the sole reason I'm still kind of a fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> it is very good. And then if you haven't done this one, you got to do Mama Patsy's carrot cake. Oh, yeah. She's been making that carrot cake for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, a long time. So hmm. that's what I, I joked. I was joking around the other day. I was like, when Brad was talking about the uh, Christmas party. And I said, hey bring a carrot cake. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't fair. When I was a kid, I got it for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to pay for it. That's what he said. No, that's what I said. Let's say, well, right. You just have to call her up and say, Hey, can you, can you, she would make one. She, she would do, would it. do it. She hardened. hadn't made it in a long time herself yeah. because it's made at the store. At so the store, yeah. she would love to just do it again and say, Hey, here you go, Dale. Yeah. Oh, Nikki's man. been trying to get her to get, make her that butter cake. Oh yeah. Yeah. After we're over. Yeah, you can hurt yourself yeah. on that butter cake. Dude, man, it is it's so good. So good. It's so good. How long has, has Brune Bake been open? Oh, we've been open 10 and a half years. That's yeah. crazy. One, it, one story. So one wild. store. Yeah. Would you ever branch out or no? We, we have a lot of plans to <clears throat> have had a lot of plans to do that. And just a lot of circumstances go into, you know, starting another, yeah. another location. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we own property, plan on doing it, but we're just on hold right now. We're not sure what we're going to do with it. Yeah. So well, this is a lot going into open another lo- store location. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to go into it. You know, I, I tell people all the time, if, if I didn't known what the payroll was going to be <laughs> before I opened it, I never would have opened it. It really, really scared me off. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, imagine because you're thinking yeah. like just to make the payroll because you have yeah. what does your staff look like? Is it 20 plus people? No, it's it's about we, we fluctuate from 12 to 14 people, 12 14. but we have probably five of those that are essentially full time. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot. There's a lot to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, five people at full salaries is it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you know, really, what I, what I wanted to do is a drive-through concept only, just a uh, drive-through only, and I think that's really where where it's at. And you know, you're you can be more profitable, but all, but also you can you can keep the same kind of our our big deal is people. Yeah, you know, we really our our slogan is called a place for everybody all the time. Yeah, and that's because we we welcome no matter who you are, what you look like, yeah. what, what your age, anything doesn't matter. Yeah, and so we if we do a drive through only at some point, we don't want to lose that personal contact. Oh, right. Because that's kind of what we're known for. We get good reviews all the time, but it's it's it, they talk about our food, they talk about our drinks, but they're almost always about our people. That's awesome. That's cool. What I think one of the most commendable things that I notice about Broom Bake is your turnover rate is like very very yeah. Good. Very, very yeah. slim. Like they How don't have your employees. Yeah. You would think yeah, like in a brewery sure. type situation or anytime or not brewery, <laughs> uh, I guess technically is a brewery. Any kind of restaurant. Yeah. Any, any kind, kind of restaurant. restaurant or anytime you're in retail of some sort or your service like yep. that, 
turnover rate is usually typically really high because you'll right. have teenagers or college age students who are in and out, in and out kind of stuff. Yeah. And their turnover rate is crazy low. I mean, y'all have employees that have been with y'all for years and years yeah. and years and years and yeah. years. And, it's and like, our, so our lady who used to do our accounting, uh, she does other restaurants too, and she's just blown away uh, about our turnover rate. Yeah, because it's, it's so just low. Not, it's just not a high rate at all. We yeah. have people that have been with us for a long time. So that's a really good question to actually get into something, yeah. I think. What is it that sets the culture that keeps people wanting to work for you? What do you think that is for you guys at Broom Bay? Wow. It's a hard question. Yeah, right? I don't know how you can capture that. Yeah. It's, it's just It's just what we require of our atmosphere mm. we require well, we we like to say we like we uh provide legendary service you know we really want to want to be above and beyond we've been compared to chick-fil-a before yeah so if you're compared to chick-fil-a on your service that's important that's important yeah. Yeah. um we also just support our staff we we i don't know i don't, I don't know how you capture that yeah how do, you, how do you do that we have a way of doing business that um just I, I don't know. I'm not sure how you say it. Yeah. yeah. Really. I, I don't know how you capture what, what you do or what, how, how we get to that point. We just, we have a standard of how we operate. Uh-huh. You know, we want to welcome everybody all the time. Our atmosphere in the store is, is, is important, as important as the quality of our products. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's uh, another slogan we, we have on our, on our wall that we've had for a long time is it's all about love. Remember yeah. yep. Pastor Ron? Pastor Ron. Yeah. Yep. And so we stole that from him is all about love. And so I think people feel that they feel the difference. We've been referred to people have said, I come in here and I feel safe. Yeah. Like I can, I can come in here and, um, you know, I can get away from everything. People say, would say when we first opened, I step into the doors and I don't feel like I'm in Lake Jackson. I'm in a different place. Wow. Wow. So I think it's, it's one of those intangibles. You can't just say it's this one thing, this one thing. It's it's the whole concept of, how we do business and how, um, how we, we direct everything. Yeah. I think it's, 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 I'm trying to think of the young man's name. He's probably not a young man. He might be 45. I don't know. No, he's he's definitely younger than me. So he's a young man, but, uh, he wears glasses, usually has a ball cap on backwards. Mm -hmm. That's Victor. Victor. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was in there the other night. And the dude was working so fast that literally I almost texted you. And I was like, you need to give this man a raise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was unbelievable. Like his, his, uh, he'll, kind of, he'll kind of hop from one station to the next. He station. literally yeah. was like so energized making, he was making Nikki a cold brew something. I don't even remember yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, probably wasn't even that complicated to make. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. it. Right. But, um, just the urgency that he had to take care of me. I was like, man, it's impressive that he, I'm like, if he keeps this up all day, I'm like, this dude is working hard. Yeah. Like, is he physically moving something and sweating all day, you know, or like what you consider hard labor, like working on a construction site? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But his effort was that of someone who was with urgency trying to take care of every customer. It yeah. was impressive and commendable. Yeah. Seriously. It yeah. was awesome. Dude's a good, good dude. Um, and talk but, about turnover. He's been with us about eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah. This blows my mind. But so from the outside looking in, Raj, is it, do you think that possibly the, re, one of the reasons why your turnover rate is so low is because of the excellence that you demand from people, they want to be a part of it. Like you put out a product at Brew and Bake that I feel mm-hmm. like is superior to most standard, mm-hmm. like walk-in coffee shops. Right. Uh, not when it, not just when it comes to the food, but the service and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that whenever you have something like that, it's easier for people to want to be involved. 
right? Yeah. Because I, I can imagine working for you, it's, and sometimes it's not easy because you demand mm-hmm. excellence, Yeah. right? So if there's something that needs to be corrected, you are easily, hey, man, we need to fix this, right? Yeah, and it's, it's a balance of, of demanding, I say demanding, but expecting, yeah. expecting certain yeah. things that be done a certain way with yeah. a certain um, type of quality. Yeah. Um, and with customer service and all those things. So you do expect that, but you also have to give them some flexibility to interject their personality and their, yeah. the way they, they go about life. Sure. So it's a, it's a balance it's of a how balance. you do that. And mm-hmm. I think when you respect them and, you know, I think, yeah, I think it's, the, it goes back to the whole concept of what we're about and how, how we do business, mm. you know, people, and plus coffee house is cool. When you have a, yeah. I mean, people want to work at a coffee house. Yeah. 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 Um, even though we're kind of different because we're so busy, you know, we're very yeah. busy and sometimes I don't know how they do it. Yeah. How they, when they, when we have lines to the door for hours, straight i don't know how they do it that's what i'm telling Sometimes you like it's crazy that's what i'm saying about victor like whenever i saw his hustle and bustle yeah like take care of our drink i was like was there a line then or no no it was just it's me just and right he he likes the evenings because it's not as busy not so as when busy. he does have to work the mornings <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> like it as good it like it as much. <laughs> no. uh, but it was it was commendable seriously his effort yeah. was it was cool yeah. i don't know it just makes me think it makes me wonder you know if people see like we have this standard of excellence like do do you think it elevates their their want and desire to be involved in something? I think it does. I think it does too. And, there, and there's ones that that after a little bit of a time they realize I don't fit here. Yeah. And it's it's usually because of those types of things. Yeah. You know that they they realize this is not the place for me to be. I think it goes that way with uh, just about any industry, especially yeah. whenever you're not demanded, but to a degree you're expected. Yeah. There's some expectations, and if they're not clearly defined. Right. If the expectations aren't clearly defined, yeah. then you get into the trap of, well, then you're dealing with it down the road. Mm-hmm. A lot of times whenever you can set a, uh, like a standard up front with people and your employees mm-hmm. um, and they understand what you want and they're going to weed themselves out. It's kind of what you're saying. It happens. Yeah. Right. So kind of what you're saying is like eventually they realize, man, this is not mm-hmm. for me because I cannot, I'm not, perfor- maybe they don't feel like they're performing at the, the rate that you want. Maybe they don't want to perform at the, mm-hmm. the rate that you want and p- yeah. push out, you know, the, the drinks fast or whatever it is, or take the time to memorize how to make them and all these types of things. Right. Yeah. So well, I think it sounds like it's people that believe in your mottos and then they take pride in like what they're doing. Yeah. Like they get a pridefulness of it saying like they're yeah. proud to work at that place right. because of the reviews. it gets. But it's also how you hire them. You know, we oh, have yeah. certain things that we look at I and mean, there's certain things you can teach. There are certain things you can't teach. It's, yeah. I want I'd like to hear, you like, know, this if they don't process. interview, it, you know, they, <laughs> yeah, you know, I wouldn't get the job. <laughs> you know, we've, we've had some that we've hired that have been like real shy, but you knew they had, they had some personal person, some skills there that you couldn't teach. You know, they looked at you, they, oh, yeah. they treated you, they were, they were respectful, but yeah. you can teach them to make the drinks. Yeah. You know, it was hard. Yeah. And you can teach them, most of them, you can teach them to be fast at making the drinks, you know, and you can teach you know, people in the back to do the same thing in the kitchen, to do, to do the job. But there's some intangibles there that either they have or they, they may not have it. Some people just don't have that, that, um, connecting with people, mm-hmm. you know, and we, so when people come to, you know, we, we can, we can shorten the, the time people wait, not, you know, maybe they're still waiting a long time to get their product, but if you're communicating with people in the line, three, four and five back, you know, that just kind of in their mind, it kind of shortens that. Yeah. So there's things you can teach, but if they don't have certain things, certain qualities, then we'll just pass on them and go find somebody else. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's not just, oh, this kid's available, let's hire him. Yeah. Because we've had some of those, and there's some skills that you can't teach. You know, if they if they don't have a certain, um, and it's, it's, it's another intangible. It's so, not something you just lay, okay, yeah. you got to have this, this, and this. Yeah. When you interview them, you can kind of feel, and you can kind of judge by how their body language is and how they're talking to you and how they interview. Okay, this is a good fit. We can teach them the other things. Yeah. Mm. Are there some, like, are there a few things that you look for? Like, like. Like, like dead things, give yeah. like dead giveaways like no this is not going to work or anything like that not, no not really yeah I, I don't think so I mean I think you would pretty much know if somebody comes in there and they're really dressed sloppy and they just you know they're they're just not taken care of I think that's a dead giveaway you know something like that if uh, you know so at a coffee house what do people wear to an interview that's I'm curious about yeah, that that's a little different it's, demographic it's a different, for baristas different, right exactly yeah yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't done interviews in a while. Yeah. Man, our manager takes care of all uh, those gotcha. all those now. Yeah. So I'm not sure what they wear, but uh, kind of a funny story. When we first were were when we first opened, we were understaffed, and so we put a sign on the door. That's in I think in Facebook maybe we did too. But anyway, this this girl comes in, and uh, well, let, let me backtrack a little bit. How we kind of <laughs> how we kind of got started. Okay. So we were kind of kicking around the idea and Patsy had made carrot, had made carrot cakes and chocolate cakes and Delicious. all these things. And oh, she was doing this <laughs> mainly in the holidays during their holidays. So leading up to Christmas, she would take orders from people. And so she would make these cakes and they would come pick them up. And the last time was the person picked up the last cake on Christmas Eve, like six thirty, seven o'clock at night. I said, okay, this is something's okay. got to change. Something's got to change. <laughs> so we drive downtown trying to find a place. And I, I told her, I said, do you realize how many cakes you're going to have to make just to pay the rent? So we kind of scrapped the idea. We almost signed with the franchise to open three, three stores. Oh, in, wow. In Austin, moved to Austin and oh, wow. opened three stores. There is going to be like 18 months apart. Like as it mainly as like a bakery? No, it's going to be actually a firehouse sub shop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So we almost, and we was like, she was scheduled to go to Jacksonville, Florida for training. And about a week before, she just couldn't do it because at that point, the menu, their menu was fixed. You know, you couldn't add any of her things that she's worked on all her life right. to, to do. Yeah. So we decided not to do that kind of the last minute. And then we, then, and that was like in October. So then we took the next four or five months kind of put together the plan and figure, okay, what are we going to do? Cause we want to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when coffee kind of came into the bakery part. So that's, that's where the coffee came from. Cause we go out of town and we, we went to Austin a lot back then we'd go to, to certain areas of Houston and we would go to coffee shops. That's what we gravitated towards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Cool. And so we kind of wanted to recreate that and put some of her desserts in there. So that's kind of how the whole thing came together. So one day I was just with Patsy, and I, I never really do this, but it was a, like a Tuesday morning, and we went to Kohl's together, and there was this girl. We bought a couple of little wall hangings. One said latte, and one said something else coffee-related. And we go up to the front, and there's this girl up there, and she's just, she's just really a unique kind of girl, the way she was kind of holding herself and everything. And she said, oh, hey, you going to open a coffee shop? And we thought, said, we just might do that. <laughs> wow. So she points out the window over by where Cherry Berry is now, and she yeah. said, I think that'd be a good place. I said, well, we're actually look, looking at a place down by Food King in that area because it was yeah. a dead shopping center yep. at the time. Oh, for sure. I said, oh, I think that would be a good place. And so it's like literally we walked out of that store, <laughs> and that was like our confirmation we was going to open. Wow. And That's we, cool. in the, in, at that time, we was just in the beginning process of kind of negotiating a lease to see if we even wanted to do this and if that was a spot. 
So we kind of went out there and, and we ended up leaving that place and like, okay, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. That's so, and kind of a similar story to Cornerstone Builders. We can talk about that if we get a chance later. Yeah, we will. But then, um, so once we opened, we needed more help. We realized we needed more help. So this same girl walks in. That's we, cool. Yeah, she walks in. We, we're interviewing her, and she's, she's really new. She, she, and, I, and I'm really conservative. So I've, I was born conservative, raised conservative yeah, in yeah. the church, and so I'm really conservative. But anyway, she had this hair that was, um, had purple and pink dyes in it. And it was really kind of, <laughs> kind of unique and creative. And so we interviewed her, and we really liked her personality and everything. And, and at the end, I said, okay, we just have to talk about one thing. We got to talk about your hair. <laughs> and she kind of knew it was coming. And Patsy kind of knew it was coming. I said, you can't change a thing. It's perfect. Oh, uh, that's so, cool. So yeah. we hired her. Yeah, She's cool. the one that was at our, checked us out at Cole. Did you ever we tell me that story? That, yeah, we've told her. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So and you fired kind of her two weeks thing. later. But anyway. No, so. actually, she worked for us <laughs> for kidding. quite a long time. And yeah. it was funny because she was young. And um, a couple of older ladies that come in all the time, they really connected. Oh, that's it's cool. kind of the, the relationships are kind of unique yeah. and kind of cool the way they gravitated toward her because she would dress in layers. Oh. You ever seen somebody dress in layers? Mm. You know, they'd have, you know, a shirt on, then another shirt on, and, and, jacket and, and or, sweats yeah. and, yeah. you know, shorts over there or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so she she was dressing unique. So it's kind of neat the, the people that connected with her. That's mm. cool. But everybody loved her. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think I think she left for a time and she came back actually, and that's happened a lot too with like our, our college students. Yeah, they would go off to college and they when they come back for spring break or yeah or, or really more Christmas break and summer break they say yeah. hey can I pick up some shifts can I come yeah. back and work and we've had a couple several of them that have come back and worked for us when they're back in town. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. It's cool that you've created a culture where people want to come back to. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's yeah. rare. It really yeah, is. It is. So it's a pretty awesome. Man. You said everybody's welcome, but do you have like a main demographic that funnels in there or? Dude, it it's all over the place. We really don't. Right. Yeah. Now you get old guys in there. But you have <laughs> yeah. No, we really don't. We have kind of a, a cool story of an elderly couple, where it's a, a man and a woman, and they were uh, pre pretty pretty old, and um, she was in the beginning stages of dementia. And so he would always come in, and he would go and take her and sit her down, and he'd come up and get the drinks and go sit down with her. Then over a little bit of time, he was still coming in, but he would keep her in, the, in his car and he would take the drink out to her. And then after a little while, he, she wasn't coming at all, but he would get the drink and take it back to her. Yeah. And then we found out later that she had passed. Oh, it was just a short man. time after yeah. that, that he had passed as well. Yeah. Oh. So I mean, so we get some elderly, we've had, yeah. we've had proposals in there. Um, we've had some, some, some photos in there, some, you know, wedding, I'm not, I'm not sure, some kind of photography different shows. different kinds yeah. of things you know it's, it's all kinds of maybe stuff. like seniors and stuff like yeah that. it was cool we wanted to be a place for everybody so it was kind of yeah. cool when we first opened up probably within six months there was a several tables were put together and from that table there's like 10 people around that table and there was if i remember right there was like eight different countries represented at that table wow they were in for i think dow or something like yeah, that yeah, but yeah. there was people from all over the world that were at that table so yeah, that's really cool. cool yeah i really like that so what about cornerstone yeah, we could talk about question. I want to, because I, okay. I think this bleeds over to, I think it's more of a personality trait that I feel like, well, I don't feel I know Roger has. That's, I don't know that it's unique, but it's something you maybe weren't born with. Maybe it's something you've developed over the time, but you, and I've used this word a lot today already. Yeah. You naturally, to me, from outside looking in, you naturally exude excellence in everything you do. Anytime Roger Smith touches something, I say <laughs> it's going to be done right and it's going to be done well. 
And it's for me, like, yeah. also like, man, I want that. I want that. But how much work does it take? Number one, you know what I mean? Like to, to pursue those things of excellence. And do you feel like it was something Roger, you just always had, even as a kid, like, man, like whenever you did something, you tackled something, you were going to always, you may not even see it this way or maybe yeah. you do. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, from my view, mm-hmm. I'll put it to you this way. Okay. And maybe this might've been mama Pat. I don't know, but they were getting ready to open. I don't know how far y'all were out. The floors were done. Mm-hmm painted right yeah i walk in and it's late at night we were me and nikki were driving through lake jackson and it was i don't know nine something Mm -hmm. maybe later 10 o'clock at night and we notice the lights are on i see mama pat up there on her hands and knees scraping the floors the paint off the floors i'm like you don't you don't teach that i don't know that you teach that i think maybe it's learned over time but it, something was not right with the color. I don't know what it was, but she said, this will not do. Mm-hmm. And they were up there literally scraping oh, yeah. the floors at like 10 o'clock at night. I don't know yeah. what we were doing, yeah. but we were just out driving around, I think. And we just happened mm-hmm. to catch them. But Raj, you, I mean, like, I don't know if you even realize it, but from my point of view, you do things with excellence. Do you feel like it's something you've developed over years? Born oh, definitely, with? definitely yeah. developed. Yeah. Absolutely. I think probably everybody who 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 does things that way probably develops it. I, I'm I'm a a big believer in you are what you eat. Okay, so we can relate that to food, but I'm also all these little tidbits through life that you experience, yeah. different people put into you right. that shapes who you become. And so, you know, there's you know, when I was growing up, I was when I was a kid, I didn't really have anybody directing me. I was pretty much on my own. Yeah, I had I had a home life and all that, you know, I had kids and I mean my, my brothers and sisters and all that. But I didn't have any really parent directing me. I kind of did what I wanted to do the way I wanted to. Um and so I kind of became the dad when I was about twelve years old, essentially. My dad wow. was still there, but I was kind of the dad. Yeah. You know, I kinda, Were you the oldest? Took that. Are you the oldest? No, my sister I have a sister that's oh, okay. older than me. Okay. Gotcha. But then I have two brothers that are younger than two adopted sisters that are younger than them. Right. Them. Yeah, I knew that. And so I, I kind of became the dad in a sense when I was 12. So Man. I kind of, in those ways, I kind of grew up early. But I was kind of, I was kind of that kind of person anyway. I was, I'm very uh, to myself. Um, so anyway, I learned things. Uh, I always say, and I, I don't want to talk negative about anybody, but I learned the things from my dad of what not to do or yeah. what not to be. I yeah. used the things that were not okay in him yeah. and I used them to propel me to be somebody different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have, have definitely put into me to do those things. You know, yeah. there's pastors through the years. There's other, a uh, good friend of mine that, uh, a pastor in Grand Junction oh. right now. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Um, so a lot of people have, and I think you develop those things, it's, but it's also something inside of you that drives you to become better. Yeah. You know, I, I've read a lot of books. I've lot of, read a lot of business books, a lot of investing books. Uh, I've read a, lot, read a lot of books from different Christian authors and things like that. So I think educating, but ultimately it's each person's choice what they want to do. I always told my kids, if you're going to take the time to do something, do it right. Yeah. Do it your best. Yeah. And that's, that's something we instilled in our kids to do that. And so we've kind of taken that. And it's the same thing, you know, the Bible tells us to, you know, if you're going to do something, do, do things with the spirit of excellence. Yeah. And so I, 
you know, that's part of who I am too. That's just, I mean, that's just who I am. I don't know. I, I mean, like no lie. Like some, there's some days when I walk into the gym and I don't like something. I literally tell myself, like Roger wouldn't approve of this. <laughs> Um, He's probably disappointed in me right Roger's now. cracking me up one day. Caden was doing lunges with the dumbbells, and he was like doing a lunge, and he'd like walk two steps, oh, three steps, and do a lunge. Yeah, yeah. And he was calling Come him out. Come on, KP. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just thought it was fun. Oh, that day I was calling him out? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I called out Dax yesterday, I think, too. He was doing, oh, too funny. He was doing something yesterday, and he was, oh, I think, on the warm-up. Yeah. And he was doing something. Oh, we was scraping our knuckles. Oh, yeah, yeah. take three knuckle. steps in between. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dax. Yeah. Oh, it's man, it's too funny, though. though. He's cracking me up that day. Spirit of excellence, man. It's really important, but I do agree. I think to some degree, it is something some people are more inherently born with, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that has to be built. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah. I think that is the, the pursuit of excellence is exactly what we talked about yesterday. It's taking the little things and stacking them and stacking yeah. them and stacking them. And then whenever it gets to big things, brew and bake, your time to shine. Raj has already established years and years of training and not even real, maybe not even realizing it to a degree. Mm-hmm. And then he, I, I use the word demand, but that's not maybe the right word, but because of your pursuit of excellence, people fall in line to that. You're, yeah. you, you set a standard, right? Yeah. Pretty sure. cool. Pretty cool. Absolutely. How many businesses have you owned altogether? Um, I guess you could say four. Really? I guess. Yeah. What'd you have before? I had, I did some small electrical contractor, as you know, before I started started building houses, because mm-hmm. I was a trained electrician, I thought yeah. that was the way to go. That's what you did for BSF, or no? Um, I was I was trained in that when I was in Colorado, so okay. I was a journeyman electrician there. Yeah, and then when I came here, um, I did go to work for a few different chemical companies, and I did that for a while, mm. and then I switched over to uh, instrumentation uh, and electrical when I okay. went to work for BASF. BASF. And you were there for quite a while. I was while. there about 13 years. 13 yeah. years, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is it a, are you always looking for the next avenue of income or are you pretty much settled in your ways now? Are you looking I don't for think it's ever settled yes. in ways. Yes and no, yes. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mind is always looking for something else. Yeah. You know, I'm always looking for, but it's not now, and I, this is not bragging, it's not necessarily another income trail. It's, I, I know that I have limited amount of time left in my life yep. and there's things I want to do. I want to accomplish, yep. but I also know the cost of that. It's not the financial cost only. It's time, the time, yep. it's the investment Absolutely. of energy and effort, Yeah, you know? So then I have to balance it. Okay. If I do that, okay, I'm, I'm going to make some money at it more than likely, but I don't need the money necessarily. Yeah. And the time commitment is so great. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't want to do that right now. Yeah. Well, that could be one of the reasons. I mean, just why you haven't started another broom bake. Yeah. I mean, very, really because I know what's involved now. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's going to, yeah. it's a lot of effort. Oh, it's a lot of effort. A lot of effort. Yeah. And yeah. especially to be able to replicate what you already have. It's, and I've seen, you know, we've all seen businesses that have one location and they do really, really well. And then yeah. they open another one is like, it's just not the same not anymore. The same. Yeah. yeah. So how do you keep that? How do you make that sure? Right. You make sure for sure that yeah. that one's as good as the other one. Well, and it's, it's, I think it has a lot to do with personnel, right? Yeah. People that work there. You can go yeah. to any restaurant, even if it's a McDonald's, and love your experience and go to the next one over, which is probably two miles away, yeah. and hate it yeah. because of the people that work there. Yeah. So how do you replicate that? You can't have the same people, mm. you no. know? So it's, 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 it's tricky, I think. But is it doable? It is, it is doable. It is. Um, at what cost, though? Exactly. You're right. You're right about that. There is sure. a cost. 
What's a what's a business mistake that you've made that you've learned from? Ooh, I like that. That's a good question, Jake. He's like probably got a list of them. Mm. <laughs> He's like gotta be careful uh, what I say here. <laughs> see, a business mistake. Yeah, I mean, Something are you like a back. measure like ten yeah. times cut once, or are you? I mean, oh. do you really think out, or has there ever been a time you just went on a whim and like, man, that was a big mistake? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, many of them. I, I overthink and overanalyze sometimes. He's definitely. I was going to say, if anything, I, I can't imagine Roger not thinking about cutting it or measuring it ten mm-hmm. times before he cuts it. He's an analyzer yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I've said to my people that I'm associated with is in business that I'll be glad when 2021 is over because there's some decisions I made in 2021 after being in business this long. Some decisions I made this year that were not the best decisions, I, I would go back and do some things differently. Mm. Um, and for instance, it's kind of funny that today we're, is a pretty big day for our company because one of the th- decisions that I've made that wasn't very good, we're kind of moving on from. So anyway, <laughs> uh, let me clarify. Okay. Yeah. A few years ago, I bought a half acre lot in West Columbia mm-hmm. to build uh, a coffee drive through. Yep. That's what the purpose of it was. It's kind of landlocked because it's on a busy highway, so there was no access on a side street, so you'd have to come in off the highway and, and mm. back. Which is hard. Which is hard when, yeah. when you have the volume you hope to have. Yeah. So next door to it was an old bank building. So I'd found out that that bank building, of course, it was, it's vacant, but behind it was a 35-foot strip that extended behind my half acre, too, which gave us access to the side street which I could pull people in and out through there. Yeah. So anyway, we decided to look at that building. I ended up buying that building, but I way overpaid. And the reason I, I bought it is because, hey, I've got access to the street. Yeah. What I didn't know is I should have done more research on the building itself because behind the walls was mold and just basically the building's a, a, a cavity gotcha. that needs to be tore, yeah, down. tore down. So it is. Mold. So today we're actually tearing it down <laughs> and we're going to build our new office building in this place. Well, so it's you, coming down today. Would you, okay. So looking back, would you have just bought a different location or would you, I would have not bought that. For the I would price. have not bought that for at the that price. price. You would have negotiated because of the, yeah. you would have known. Or I, it was just sat there and I'd, I'd have built my office on the lot that I already had. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, but that's an unknowable almost. Yeah, you know, it's and you're, hard. You're you're going to make mistakes like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's in, in in retrospect, you know, you're going to do things that I wish I'd have done this one different. But it's always going to be like that. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So what do you do? Sit still and don't make a mistake? No, no you got to move forward and do something. Yeah, yeah. If, if I think the only people that aren't making mistakes are the people not doing not anything doing at all. Things. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, so you're going to make sure. mistakes in business and in life. Period. Yeah, absolutely. Facts. Absolutely. Said you read a lot of books. What's your top three books that you like Ooh. oh <laughs> one of my one of my favorites of all time is from jim symbolo symbolo yeah, yeah fresh wind fresh fire yeah. that's one of those that i think that who every, just posted that one somebody did tristan crow yeah yeah I've, I've said i read it probably 20 plus years ago and i said i think every christian needs to read it reread it every year wow i think it just re, can reset you so i think that's a good one I like when I can't think of the, remember the title, but it's something to the effect that it, you, know, you never walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. Mm. So that's a, don't one make mistakes unless you're, yeah, I mean, if you're not, yeah, I don't know. And I've read a lot of books on, um, Warren Buffett, investment oh, yeah. books on Warren Buffett. Yeah. Cool. Um, one of my favorite books is the one about the founder of Chick-fil-A. 
That's a very good business What's that guy's book. name? It's like a C-A something. Or yeah, I, I don't can't remember his name off the top of my head, but Man, that's that's a really good It's book. like initial, initial, last name, I think. Yeah. I can't remember. So yeah. That's a good, good book. I really like that one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm reading. I just told you all about their book I'm reading right now. It's called The Infinite Game. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really good. I'm only like four, five chapters in. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is one of those books that everybody needs to read. Yeah. Because it's one of those things that you think about in life and you're like, I've right. been thinking about things and certain things, especially business and stuff like that. You've been thinking about them wrong. Yeah. Super good. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, dude, let's move on. Let's talk about okay. Cornerstone a little bit. All right. Let's talk about the beginnings. Because this is really beginnings. the beginning of your true entrepreneurship. I Absolutely. Broombeck never would have happened without Cornerstone Builders. Right. No yeah, way. Right wouldn't have had the confidence, wouldn't have had the finances, wouldn't have had the business knowledge yeah. without it. For yeah. sure, wouldn't happened. So let's talk about that. You were working the plant. Yeah. Still working the plant as you were building homes. So your first few, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go down that track. Okay. Let's do it. Um, I had, I had um, work. I was working at BASF, and I just, like so many people, I wanted something different. Yeah. You know, I just wanted. I, I think it's good, everybody in the plant, right? At well, some sure. Point. <laughs> I mean, I had a, had a good job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd kind of gone as high as I could go. Because I, I don't have a college education. Yeah. I have some college, but I don't have a degree or anything like that. So really, I had gone as high as I could go in work, in the location I was at. So sure. I really had no other challenges. Um, it was a good job. Enjoyed it. But I wanted something different. So um, at the time, I was leading worship at Brazoria. Yep. You know, I was there. And so I came down. So this is this is what I was referring to, like Bruinbake. There was a moment in time when it was like, okay, it's, it's established. It's like right that moment. So yeah. that's what happened with Coles when I was when Kelly was checking us out. Yeah, we walked out of the store. Brew and bake started that moment. Yeah, in, in earnest, for real. Yeah, so it was very similar. So I was leading worship, and I came down, and Ronnie Stewart was talking to a group of people in the foyer, and I walked up to him. I just put my arm around him. I said, thinking about building some houses. I, that's literally what I said. He said, I think you ought to do it. I said, well, I've kind of stayed away from it because we have a lot of builders in the church. <laughs> he said, if you do it right, there's enough for all of us. That's right. I literally left that conversation and I was a home builder. Yeah. I began telling people that In your that mind, day, you had made the decision. I made, I tell people yeah. that day. Yeah. I told my wife when I got home, I'm going to build houses. When I, get, when I went to work the next day, I started telling people, I'm a home builder. I'm going to build houses. Yeah. And I started my journey right then, that moment. Yeah. It's, it is so wild how that happens. Like, uh, I had similar for buying this building. Mm-hmm. I was looking at this building and man, I was like, dude, that's a lot of money for an old rundown right. building. Yeah. All these things go through your head. And I had a conversation with you that spurred me like, yeah. and then I also had that conversation with Ben Bergeron when I was in, uh, in Boston at his gym, but very similar moments. It was like affirmation, affirmation, literally within like yeah. a week of each other. So, but that's exactly how it went down is, you know, you mentioned something was, you just kind of bring it up and it's kind of like the, it's, well, you can't do this or that unless you take the risk mm-hmm. is more or less how the conversation yeah. went. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm buying a building. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if you ever yeah. want to grow, you have to do it, Yeah, you know? And it's like this decision was made really because of like a quick, it was really, really just a few words. And in my mind, I had already, you know, you start, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen. And it's so yeah. funny because 
if when you're sitting by yourself, it's turmoil and you're yeah. turning over oh, yeah. in your gut and yeah. your head. Can I financially do this? How many members is it going to take to pay the rent or, right. you know, pay the mortgage on this place? Yeah. How do we keep the lights on? You know, all these things are turning over, turning over, turning over, turning And then a conversation and it's like more or less like, what are you waiting on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And it's literally that simple. Yeah. And you're like, I guess I'm doing this. It's happening. Yeah. And then from that moment on decided to buy the, buy the building. Yeah. It's crazy. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the second business is like easier because you like kind of know it. But then like you're saying, like he has the go get him oh, yeah. in his blood now. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, I can yeah. be an entrepreneur again and again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I agree because of the confidence is built. Yeah. For sure. Through through the first business. But man, a lot of trial and error there. Oh, yeah. Promise you that. Yeah. That first one. Yeah. How many houses did you, how many, how long did you go still working Splitting your time. It I was, went about three and a half years. I was gonna say it was a little time. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of kind of strange too. Be well, not strange, but it was hard because at the time I was, like I said, I was the worship leader at Brazoria. Yeah, that was essentially a full time job. So we were at the, the way we did it. It was like a full time job. So Marathon. I had, <laughs> I had basically three full time jobs, and I would I would stay up a lot of nights during the week. I'd be up till three or four in the morning, often, Dude. either marking up plans or um, doing payroll or something. It was all the time. Yeah, it was, it was tough. It was, mm. it was some tough time then. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, it's, you know, it's, it's like, like I said, there's a cost. There is if you want to be successful at something, yeah. there's a cost. Yeah. You know, people look at other people say, oh, they're successful. They really got this business, but they don't know what really went into it. What's well, funny, the, the phrase, it must be nice. Yeah. Oh, to do this or that. I'm like, where were you at 3 30 exactly. in the morning whenever I'm getting ready to come oh, here and yeah. coach a class? Yeah. It's all, it all must be yeah. nice whenever you see the results, but it's not must be nice whenever you're talking mm-hmm. about waking up to an alarm clock. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and this is something I recently have started. Well, I've done it actually for a while now. I get home a lot of times from the gym about 6 a.m. And I talk, we talk, I told you about this yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I started setting a to- aside time to work on things first thing in the morning where there's no distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Camry's up getting for, ready for school. They're eating breakfast and stuff like that. But the rest of the day is not caught up yet. Once I head to the gym that, you know, drop the kids off to school and I head to the gym and workouts done and it's nine, mm-hmm. really nine 30. Mm-hmm. The day is started. The phone's ringing. The text messages are coming in. Right. The emails are there. And it's at any given time, you can be persuaded to do something else. You may have an, a set agenda of things I need to get done, mm-hmm. but there could be something else that pushes you to do something else. Right. Mm. That doesn't happen at 6 a.m. No. And that's whenever Dale takes mm-hmm. care of all the things that Dale's like, I really want oh, to yeah. pursue this. So I think like um, if you're wanting, if anybody wants to get into doing a business, it's called an alarm clock or, or it's called set aside time where you can't be distracted or the yeah. distractions are minimized, right? Mm-hmm. You have to. That's the only way you can pursue dreams is if you set aside time to work on them. Yeah. That's it. Better go get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said something about maybe advice that he could give to younger entrepreneurs. Absolutely. I think that'd be good, Raj. What would you what would you say like to us guys cuz we're still young. You're, yeah. oof, man, you're knocking on death's door any minute now. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I tell my, my kids, my kids, my grandkids, I'm just getting started. I agree. Yeah, I really so do. I look at it. Uh, I mean, it? I tell you this all the time. At, yeah. at 60, I'm hoping I'm more Rogers. I mean, I'm hoping I'm laying the foundation, fit, like health-wise, yeah. that I'm healthy at 60 and moving very well right. because we're starting now. Um, but, yeah, what, what advice would you give young people, younger people? Because mm-hmm. we're not we're, – I, I wouldn't say I'm a spring chicken, but – 
still, I would say I'm still in my prime. If somebody tells me I'm in my prime, I'm like, get out of here with that nonsense. I'm only 36. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here. But I think there's uh, some knowledge we can I still. This isn't the prime. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do better. Oh, no. <laughs> my prime is not very good. Uh, but some advice you would give younger entrepreneurs, people pursuing their dream. Yeah. Like, yeah. get some advice for us, man. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Um, there's a a phrase or, or something that I heard a few years ago about talking to some, the, uh, it's kind of broken down into a report, I guess, of people who were in business but had passed away, and they talked to them. You know, of course, when you're on your deathbed, people say, well, I wish I'd spend more time with my family. Yeah. But when yeah. they ask them specifically about business or things like that, they said, I wish I would have taken more risks. Mm. Mm. So I think... I think what we we talk ourselves out of dreams and possibilities and, and opportunities because the risk involved. Yeah. And so it's not blind risk, but it's calculated. You know, yeah. if you if you go through the proper steps, you have a dream, you and you put together a plan and you see that it's something you really want to do, then buy the building. Yeah. You know, go for it. I think I you think know, yeah. back to the book title. If you don't yeah. get out of the boat, you're never gonna walk on water. Yeah. So, you know, have, if you have dreams and you want to do something different something bigger with your life figure out what that is put yeah. together a plan and go for it make go it happen. for it yeah make it happen. Happen. i agree yeah. i think that like at at if you're going to do something and you're going to pursue it wholeheartedly you're really going to put everything into it now there there is a end there is a end cost but to mm-hmm. a degree when it talk when it's talking about time or investment and money that's always more than what you originally always. think so just know if you're looking to start a new business or yeah. something like that, somebody's wanting to do their own thing, just know that whatever they originally think it's going to be, double it. Yeah. Financially, time-wise, yeah. especially starting. And really, if the goal is really just to get rich or to get more money, you're probably have less <laughs> chance of being successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to have a desire. You've got to have a drive, a passion that's beyond just the financial reward of it. The infinite game. You know, it's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be more than just that. Yeah. You know, for me, I love building houses. I love seeing the slab go in, and I love smelling the wood when the framers are starting. Mm. I, that's that's what I like. You know, so it's more than just yeah. you know being successful on a financial level. It's you know it's it's the satisfaction of. I mean, to me, it's, I, I do two things that I think are, are kind of incredible. And I, sometimes I get emotional about it because, because I, be, I get to look at a piece of dirt and when I'm done, there's a family there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's cool. That is cool. You know, I've seen people get married in their houses. I've, they've had babies in them. Yeah. yeah. You know, not literally have the baby in there, but, <laughs> well, you, know, maybe. You, know, and maybe. <laughs> but you know, they've raised, they're, they're growing a family, family. Yeah. in what used to be a piece of dirt that, that I built, I put together. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, I have a restaurant, so we get to feed people. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's just a, it's an awesome responsibility, but it's also a privilege that we, we it get is. to do those types of things. Yeah. So it's cool. I think it's like a attitude thing or a uh, perspective. Yeah. If it's a get to, I get to do this, yeah. success will follow. Yeah. If it's I have to, you're doomed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's that way with any any business, any job. Yeah. At some point, if you're at your job and I have to do this, mm-hmm. that job is dead to you. Well, also, if, if you enjoy it, you know, they say that you never really work a day in your life. So if you yeah. really enjoy it, yeah. you know, you look at it differently than just punching a clock. Yeah. You know, Agreed. You know, it's different. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I love about this place. Now, I think if you do, you know. if I think you, what you're doing, if it's your passion, it's what you, your drive is, 
And if you do it your best, you're like when we opened Brew and Bake, about a year and a half later, Starbucks came in and people yeah. were concerned about, okay, and I wasn't concerned. Yeah. You know, I just really wasn't concerned. Yeah. What it did is the week they opened, we had one of our lowest sales weeks, but the next week we broke a record. And what it, <laughs> what it did is it gave something to compare. So people, see, 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 people say, oh, I went to Starbucks, didn't really like it. Well, Bruin Bakes a block away. Oh, I didn't know that. So we, had, we broke a sales record the, the very next very week. Next week. You know, I think it, and I think it goes back to if you do things right, there's room for you to, do your, to, yeah. to, to be successful if you yeah. do it right. Like for me, I go, and I'm known for having a good keen eye on, on our building products yeah. that we build. So years ago, I, we tell the story a lot, Patsy tells it a lot because I had my tile guy and we walked into this house, it's done. And I, look, I just look at the fireplace and I just see the tile that's going around the black part of the fireplace. And man, it just looked a little bit off. I said, man, that, that side's a little bit lower than that side. And nobody else could tell. Yeah. But we went and measured, and it was a, like a sixteenth of an inch. Oh. But it was enough that I, I, it had to be right. Sixteenth of an inch. And right. I don't know how much. That's a, yeah. Yeah. barely bigger than a fingernail. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm in, <laughs> in the building. Make a difference. In the building with yeah. the, with our contractors, they know what I expect because that's how I look at things. Yeah. You know, and so if you do things right, if you do things quality, you know, if you go above and beyond, you know, and do things right, then, you know. You're gonna, you have a chance to be successful. Yeah. They fix yeah. it. They did fix it. Oh, absolutely. I guarantee you they fixed it. I guarantee you oh, they yeah. fixed it. Oh. <laughs> Too funny. Oh, yeah. I'm known for showing up with orange paint because uh, when it's time to, uh, before, we, before we insulate and sheetrock, I go with an orange paint and I, I mark everything that's, that's not right. The framer knows to look. Okay, if there's, a, if there's an arrow on the, on the concrete, concrete, fix that right there. If it's yeah. curved, look up. It's up there. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Got him. Got a got a what's a we got a method. There's a method. <laughs> There's a method. There's a method. Cool man. So you're how young were you when you had Cornerstone? I started Cornerstone when I was 39. All right. So yeah. you said you're kind of the father, like stepped into a father role or whatever. Who taught you your financial side of it, like how to what to do with the money once you get it? Did, did you learn that on your own or what? 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 Yeah, I I pretty much always kind of had an act for that. So back when, before business, when we were raising our family, um, I would get me a legal pad and I would write out how much money I'm going to bring in for the week, all of my bills that are due for that week, and I'd have it listed by each week. So I could see the weeks that I, were po I was positive and the weeks that I was negative, negative but at the yeah. end of the week, so I, that was my so budgeting formula. Yeah. That was my budgeting formula. Yeah. And I just carried that on into business. Mm. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of, kind of the natural progression for that. Yeah. And then I've, you know, like I said, I've read a lot of books on, on business, on finances. I've read a lot of books uh, that kind of gives you a little bit here and a little bit here and, mm -hmm. you know, glean, glean a little bit from. And one thing I, one thing I learned from our, the rep that, we, you know, we talked about firehouse subs earlier that we talked about, you know, maybe yeah. opening mm -hmm. three of those in Austin. And we met a guy there and he said in the restaurant business, or like any business, if you do it right, you should be profitable on your very first day. And we were, and so that's how wow. we've taken that and used that, you know, as kind of our motivation too. If we do things right, you're going to be profitable. Mm -hmm. Do things right. Did they give you any material or anything that they were wanting y'all to read and that kind no, of stuff? No, because no? Patsy was scheduled to go to do Train. the training, oh, okay. and she yeah, would have gotten right. all that information then. Yeah. So no, hmm. at that time it was just personal contact with a few guys. Yeah. Right on, man. Hmm. That was good, Raj. Thank you, man. 
I mean, I, I don't know if we're ready to wrap up, but I feel like we're at a good place, honestly. Yeah. I don't know if you have any other questions, Jake. I'm good on that. So a couple takeaways. I think we'll try to like recap this. I'm terrible at recaps. We're yeah, going to try good. it. That's good. Um, I think that one, chase excellence. Yeah, for if sure. If you chase excellence or pursue doing things right, then you can be successful. Yeah. Take bigger, or take the risk. If you're wanting to be an entrepreneur, if you're wanting to go out and do something on your own, you have to take the risk. If you calculate a risk, mm-hmm. right? But if you stare at the risk and you're and you're fearful, mm-hmm. it's probably the right move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you're I mean, not nervous about the risk, if you ain't nervous you about the risk. Rethink it. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you every single time that I've done something here, I was nervous about it. Yeah. Because it was different than building houses for me. Because like building houses for me, like don't get me wrong, I can do it, but it's not my true passion. Yeah. I can build a house, no problem. But also knew that like, man, we've been doing this for years. My mm-hmm. dad's been doing it. My grandpa did mm-hmm. it. I could pick up the phone. I called you. I don't know how many times. You know, there's all these resources. Right. And it just, but the the risk factor for me was not there. This, with the gym, it was something of my own. Yeah. You know, so it felt way different. And uh, so whenever I took the risk to do things, you know, I felt the weight of it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ooh, it was a little bit, little bit different. different yeah. yeah, it's a little bit different whenever you're putting your yourself on the line like that. Yeah. So take the risk, chase excellence, boom. Go to yep. Brew and Bake. Go to Brew and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go to Brew and Bake. Yep. Eat, eat the chocolate cake. I go. still got to get in there and try that white chocolate mocha. It's like my yeah. favorite drink. I know, that, you got to do it. That was, you said it was yeah, your favorite? Yeah, that's, that's my go-to. That's take fun. the risk then. If, I, if, if I'm not doing the, the, the keto iced coffee, which, by the way, they call the Raj now. The Raj? The Raj? Yeah. yeah. What that's it, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I drink. What that's your it, drink. Though. What makes it a keto drink? Because um, there's no just there, there's heavy cream, so there's no there's no oh, carbs in it. Oh, no carbs. Yeah, no, gotcha. it's higher fat. Yeah, higher. But it's only a little bit of cream in there. It's not much. Gotcha. But still drink the, the Gibraltar. Um, I, I've drank some of those, but it's not it's not my my go to. I like the Gibraltar. I mean, I always give you a hard time. It's not seven dollars by a joke. Yeah, it's like you're getting this much coffee, Rod, for seven dollars. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> It's, yep. not, it's not seven bucks. I think it's like three, but mm-hmm. uh, still. Profitable from day one. <laughs> you got to be. You got to be. <laughs> you do it right. You do it right. If you do it right, they'll pay seven dollars for that. Like you got it. Uh, you, gotta, you can't listen to the naysayers either because there was True. one in the family who said, nobody's going to buy a $5 coffee in Lake Jackson. Ooh. Yeah. That's a new People told oh, yeah. deal right there. I'm Don't telling you right now, whenever I started talking about the what I was going to charge for membership r- yeah. rates here, mm-hmm. people family members, everybody told me I lost my mind. You're right. crazy. Nobody ever paid that for a gym membership. Right. I'm like, we're trying to do something different. This right. is not the same. That's right. That's you know? So anyways, naysayers, get them out of here. Yep. Don't awesome. listen to them. Thanks, Raj. This yep. is good, dude. Loved it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So we normally end with a high five, and if you want one, you can have one. <laughs> yeah, man. That's like the weirdest that. thing when you say that. <laughs> What's that? It's That's so weird when you say it. <laughs> if you want one, you can have one. Yeah, there you go. That's what I